0: Well good morning everybody great to have your church this morning just want to give you a big welcome wherever you are and for everybody here in Perth today uh, whether you're on the lounge on your bed having a lie out for church whether you as i said last week in your favorite chair maybe you're out on the deck wherever you are and you're listening to this message can i just encourage i really believe god wants to speak to you today and speak into your life and the amazing calling that you have can i also give a big welcome to anybody who's new who's tuning in if you're tuning in for the first time to global heart church or maybe you've tuned in a couple of times welcome back uh we're so glad to have you with us and of course all of our church family global heart we're so glad to have you with us again this sunday germany hamburg global heart church welcome so good to have you good morning begets dear Hope you are all well up in Germany and we're praying for you and believing for God's protection and blessings on your life right now up there in Hamburg. So hi to Pastor Matthias and Nicole and the lovely Ella and also to everybody in Zambia as well in Osaka. We are also praying for you. We love you all and uh, we're just wishing you all the very best in this challenging season. Praying God's protection once again over you uh, but so glad to have you with us today online for our service coming from Australia. So wherever you are in the world tuning in, whatever you're doing, we're so glad to have you with us. Hopefully you got a cup of tea, you got a coffee, and uh, we really want you to praise God too. Hopefully you've been doing that already, but even in the message today, can I encourage you? Praise God in the message. Uh, Amen in your bedroom, amen on the couch, amen in the dining room, because uh, really when we're amening, we're saying, Lord, let it be in my life. So I want to encourage you today. Be amening right where you are. Also, everybody, every Sunday afternoon, uh, our church in Lusaka is online on Facebook at 430 uh, and we'd love you to tune in and support them whenever you can. Uh, and then also at 5 p.m. on YouTube, uh, Global Heart Church Hamburg in Germany. Our church there is online. So if you could tune in one week to Lusaka and in the following week Hamburg or, you know, throughout the week, uh, you want to just get involved with it and see it because Sunday's too much happening just have a look at what's happening in our uh, great campuses around the world god's doing something fantastic and uh through our teams in both those places and be nothing greater than to have your love and your support coming in their direction as well so why don't you get online even during the message and say hi that would be fantastic so god bless you everybody today uh we're gonna continue actually part two of my message from last week, which I've entitled Love Lockdown. So it's Love Lockdown, part two. And I'm really praying and really believing that God's going to help you. I've been asking the Lord to show me what to speak for you right now in this season, and to hopefully give you some encouragement, hopefully to see you become a Christian. If you don't yet know Jesus, may this be the day and I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end of our service for you to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Saviour. Leave our service today knowing that your eternal life is right with God. I'm praying that that might be your day uh, also. But I'm really praying to everybody's going to hear from God about your purpose right now. Because in the midst of this challenge on planet Earth, can I encourage you? God's plan for you hasn't gone away. God's purpose isn't finished. God's just getting started with you. And I believe right now that God's going to even use this uh, If you like storm this season of the storm that's happening on our planet god's going to use it to build your life and to work for your good so why don't we pray together everybody as i head into the word today let's just uh, pray if you're with friends or family maybe just pray with them and let's really believe for god to speak to your life today in jesus name well father i thank you for every person tuning in thank you for your great love for them Thank you that every person who right now is under the sound of my voice, Lord, they are so valuable to you. Lord, so incredibly valuable. And Lord, I just pray, Father, in this season, Lord, uh, this season's got uh, challenges, got restrictions, Lord. Father, we would know your love at new levels. We'd have greater understanding of your grace. And Father, I pray too, we would have a greater revelation that, Lord, you have a purpose. It's not gone away. You have a plan. It's not gone away. And Father, I pray that you will use this time in all of our lives to bring us into greater days, blessed days, breakthrough days. And I pray, Lord, great days of being in the centre of your will and your purpose. I just pray that, Father, of everybody's life now. And I pray let burdens lift off. Let there be peace in hearts. Let there be peace in homes. Lord, I pray where the enemy might be bringing stress into homes. Let that cease. And let there be peace in everybody's hearts and peace in homes. And I just pray, Lord, for your goodness to just richly dwell on everybody today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless everybody. You know, I was thinking uh, as I'm talking about this message, Love Lockdown, that, you know, we need to really remember, and the Lord's stirring me about it, really remember. He's got a great call. He's got a great plan for your life and for my life. And, uh, you know, it starts out, when you become a Christian, it starts out that we become a Christian and uh, you have what, you know, people talk about like a conversion, a conversion to Christianity, conversion to Christ. It's not a natural thing. It's not man-made. It's supernatural. But here's what I discovered all those years ago, that conversion, which really was my step into God's purpose and plan, conversion can also create crisis, (laughs) Don't be put off if your conversion has created crisis. It's actually a good sign. And if you are a new Christian, do tell four or five people right now the good news that you have come into a great relationship with God. I I shared my faith as well. But I discovered that conversion can create crisis, particularly amongst people who once accepted you, but now following God has upset, if you like, the apple cart. They don't know how to take you. They don't know how to Work with you and conversion it can create crisis and it can get you in trouble Because people tend to place other people in a box Families tend to place other members of the family in a box But I discovered that Jesus came to get me out of my box and out of my restrictions and bring me into a life of purpose a life that involved change But that change was not for change's sake. That change was to bring me into God's greater plan. So I want to speak to you today and say to you, if you're not yet a Christian, God will call you, as they said when I got saved all those years ago, God will call you when you're broke, when you're busted, and when you're disgusted. That's what we used to say in the 80s. God will call you when you're broke, busted, and disgusted. And also one of my particular favorites of that season was If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, then today is your day. God has got a great plan to bring you out of that, out of sickness, out of exhaustion emotionally and physically and into a fresh new place and a fresh life with Him. You know, uh, the Scripture shows us that many of the people that God used in the Bible, and I want to talk to you about the Apostle Paul as we go along, just briefly, but the Apostle Paul who God used, who was a Jew of Jews, who was a Pharisee, he was a zealot, he, was, he knew the law better than anybody. And, the next, and actually he was killing Christians, persecuting Christians. And then the next minute God knocks him off his horse and shines a light on him and God speaks to Paul and Paul has what is known as the Damascus Road encounter. And uh, in that encounter, Paul became what the Bible really describes as a misfit. He became a misfit. He didn't fit in the religious world. And now he was struggling to fit into this new world of following Christ. Do you know what? Don't be put off, everybody, if you feel like you're a misfit. Uh, And you're like, you know, I feel like a, you know, I feel odd. I feel awkward. Uh, Feeling odd and feeling awkward is a good sign God's got his hand on your life. And uh, another way that you know you're chosen by God is when you're rejected by men. So if you've been rejected by people for following Christ, don't be put off because it's a good indicator that you've been chosen by God because the moment I began to follow Jesus, people weren't doing it because they were trying to be mean to me. But suddenly, whatever change there was, and the Bible says Jesus now lived in me, the Holy Spirit lives in me, that was causing reaction with people. But you cannot uh, really come into any great calling or destiny in God without Rejection, but let it be the way that you know God has in fact chosen you. It's a challenge when God loves us so deeply, and then we find out some people who we thought did maybe don't or actually don't. That's a challenge, but as you grow and as you mature in life, you realize that not everybody's going to like you in this journey. Ever had people in your life who, you know, point out your failures consistently? You know, it doesn't seem it doesn't matter what you do just seems to be wrong. You, you feel like you might be doing the best you can do. Maybe you've changed. You've become a Christian, you changed, and now you're like, what's happening? It doesn't matter what I do. Uh, it's always wrong. Or maybe some people are pointing out your past. You know, uh, behind all of that, I want to encourage you, God's at work. God's at work. He's at work for you. And He's at work to bring you into His promised land for your life. In actual fact, God even hardened Pharaoh's heart in the Old Testament for his purpose and will. So don't be put off when there's challenge. Don't be put off when you're in a lockdown situation, a challenging situation. In the middle of it, God's love is at work for his great purpose in your life. I find that sometimes in the difficult seasons, it actually is different to what I think. I misread seasons and then i read the bible and god's word is so helpful deuteronomy 32 verse 11 says that like an eagle that stirs up its nest our god is a god who likes to stir up his nest like an eagle does when it's eaglets <laughs> and uh god's getting ready for you to fly he's getting ready for you to soar so if you're in a season right now you're like lord what's happening let me just tell you god might be using this season to stir up the nest of your life, to move you into his greater purpose and plan. You know, this has been a season of confinement. I had two weeks, couldn't go past the front gate. But I could feel God, and I feel God even now, in this season of confinement. It's interesting. I feel there's these confinements. We can't go to restaurants. We can't go to cafes. We can't do certain things. We haven't been able to see people. But in it, I feel there's this stirring of my nest, Can I encourage you? I believe God is stirring our nest and stirring your nest. And uh, right now, for many of our lives, I know for many people, I'm feeling for so many people. I feel for you if you're in a challenging time. our, Our prayers are with you. Our hearts are with you. But you need to know this. God doesn't send storms. God's not sitting in heaven thinking, I've got to send you a storm. I've got to send Australia a storm. I've got to send Global Heart Church a storm. I've got to send this person a storm. Now, God doesn't send storms, but I really want to encourage you, He certainly will use them. In the USA, I watch that show, and uh, you'll know, you see various things on YouTube of people who are storm chasers. They're always out uh, watching storms, because storms are amazing. But if you get caught up in a storm, it, it, it can be deadly. I want to encourage you, God doesn't create storms, but He'll use them, and, uh, and He'll use them to grow us in the middle of the challenge got to use it to develop you by the way if you're a storm creator that's not what i'm talking about (laughs) some people are storm creators you don't need to be a storm chaser you just got to follow your life because wherever you go you're creating storms you know i grew up with lots of people around my life they were storm creators i became a storm creator and i had to realize hang on i gotta get out of this this is just causing crisis and storm creation usually causes destruction So we need to back out of that, not be creating our own storms, but let God use this current storm in your life. And this is what he does. God will use it to teach us, to train us, and to prepare us for influence or greater influence. And in actual fact, all the Bible college students, God will use a storm to develop your leadership. We run from storms, but in actual fact, we need to say, Lord, help me to stop and to stand in this stormy season. And Lord, use it to build my life because God is prepping you. He's prepping your life, even though he didn't send it, but he will use it and he will teach you to prep you and train you for the influence that he has called you to in the days ahead. You know, storms in life like this current one that's happening here in Australia and around the world can push us out of our comfort zones so that God can send you. Let this season push you out of your comfort zones. Not for the sake of pushing you out, but it's to cause your life to increase, to get greater, to be blessed, to be the blessing that God has called you to be. Or God can use a storm to reset the course of your life so that you're heading into his promised land. Many people don't realize God's got a promised land for your life, well, sometimes that takes a reset button. And God will use situations, He'll use this uh, season we're facing right now here in Australia and around the world, He'll use it to cause the reset of our lives. You know, you ever had the challenge in your life of God's hand on your life, but at the same time, you can hear God calling you, you have this sense of God with you, but there's just reversals, as I said last week in your life, reversals around. There's circumstances that look like reversals. You know, we can have the pull of heaven on one side and the pain of confinement on the other, yet in the middle of it, God is at work. Um, We say to God, well, Lord, if if you called me last year, I would have been good. Lord, if you had called me five years ago, I would have been fine to do what you want me to do. Or we might be saying, Lord, in two years, I can do that. When in fact, what God is saying is I'm calling you right now. I'm speaking to you right now in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your challenge. I remember when God called me to Bible college, I was in a career where I went for a job five times for an interview to get this job. It was great money at the time. I was 24 years old. And then the Lord called me to Bible college, I had pastors from the church come and see me, back up that I was meant to go to the Bible college, I had three pastors come to where I worked to say, you need to come. And the reality was they were actually calling me to go to a Bible college that did not exist yet. Can you believe it? I'm like, why would I leave my job and my career and end up with a mortgage, which at that time in Sydney, the mortgages were 18% interest. Why would I do that? And I'm saying these pastors, what, to go to a Bible college that doesn't yet exist? And they said, yes, we believe that you're meant to be there to be a part of the inaugural uh, team. I was like, what? And then I was like, who does that? But you know what? In the middle of it, God was saying to me, you know, uh, give me your Isaac. I've blessed you with this, but now I want you to give it up, sacrifice that so that you can move into something better, something greater. And so I stepped out and soon I uh, prayed together, believed God, and I can remember us having this mortgage on this house, 80% interest. We were looking for coins in the lounge to get dinner, to get our train fare. uh, You know, and I was like, Lord, what is happening? How can this be going on? And uh, I remember just feeling like so angry and confused and frustrated. And then I think Sue said to me one day, look, let's just pray and then just go to work and just praise God and thank him for his breakthrough. That day, I'll never forget where we'd come to the, I'd come to the end of myself. When I came home, I said to Sue, did any finance come up? We had a miracle. She said, yes, come inside. I came in the house and Sue said, we had this cash in the letter box and we also received a check today. And so I saw how the Lord had taken me right to that point, in a sense, letting me break so that I would surrender to his will and realize that, uh, you know, God was letting me know too. You know, I didn't have much money. He was teaching me. This is not going to be because you got a lot of money. This is because I'm in your life. He was letting me know I'm going to be your provider. God was trying to teach me all those things in the midst of that challenge. So, you know what, praise had to go up before the breakthrough came. Right now on the lounge, in your dining room, in your kitchen, just give a little praise break to the Lord and just say, Lord, thank you in the midst of this challenge, you're at work and God, you have got my, my back and you've got my best interests at heart. Can I encourage you, God has called you to proceed under pressure. God has called you to proceed under pressure. I think there's pressure all around in this season for everybody, and I believe that God has called you and called me to proceed under pressure. Just tell the person on the lounge near you or your friend or your relative, somebody in the kitchen, say, go ahead now, (laughs) go ahead. God has called you to proceed under pressure, not when there's no pressure, but proceed when there is pressure going, Lord, I thank you that you're with me. Psalm 34 says this in the message, it says, I bless God every chance I get, my lungs expand with his praise, I live and breathe, God. If things aren't going well, hear this and be happy. Join me in spreading the news together. Let's get the word out. God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. I love that. Look at him. Give him your warmest smile. Never hide your feelings from him. When I was desperate, I called out, the psalmist said, And God got me out of a tight spot. (laughs) Amen. God's angels set up a circle of protection around us while we pray. Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. And as you run to him, begin to praise him in Jesus' name. You know, Mark 4 teaches us too, Jesus can calm the storms. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus is asleep in the boat while the disciples are on a storm. You need to know Jesus uh, is well resting when we're in the storm and he's able to calm storms as well around our life. Believe for God to calm the storm that you're facing right now in his due season in Jesus' name. You know, uh, if we had it all together in our flesh, if we had it together in our, in our life, you know, we had all the talents, all the education, all the money, everything was perfect, we'd be able to just brag about ourselves. But the Bible says, make your boast in the Lord. Can I encourage everybody? God wants you to make your boast in the Lord. And he, you're going to have a great testimony uh, with people of what God has done in your life when you didn't have it all together, when you didn't have the finances, when you were challenged, yet God has brought you through. You know, in Acts twenty-seven verse thirty uh, to Acts twenty-seven verse twenty-seven to thirty-seven. It says this: Paul was uh, out on a boat, and the Bible tells us in verse twenty-seven, it was the fourteenth night. We were still being driven across the sea when, about midnight, the sailors sensed that we were approaching land. They took soundings and found that the water was forty feet, forty meters deep. A short time later, they took soundings again and found it was thirty meters deep. Fearing that we would be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboat down into the sea, pretending they were going to lower some anchors from the bow. Then Paul said to the centurion and soldiers, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboat and let it drift away. Just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat, For the last 14 days, he said, you've been in constant suspense and have gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. After he said this, he took some bread, gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. You know, Paul in this situation, he's uh, in the middle of a massive storm. He's actually imprisoned at the time. He's, He's a prisoner on a ship going to Rome and the Bible tells us that he tells the men, listen, God has spoken to him and he's saying to them from what God's put in his heart, stay with the ship or you won't be saved and uh, we need to realize sometimes God's going to give you a revelation that you don't quite have the authority to give to people. Everybody, if you get a revelation, you're not in a position of authority, you need to just maybe wait up a bit or put that on the shelf but Paul in this situation as a prisoner, they listened to him and uh, stayed with the ship, and he said, you need to do that so you survive. Do you know what, everyone? When we're in challenging days, when we're under pressure, we like to drop relationships. (laughs) They were dropping things overboard. We like to drop things overboard too. Relationships, businesses, cities, churches, friends. We'll drop things when, in actual fact, Paul says right here, in the midst of this storm, stay with the ship, otherwise you won't be saved. Everybody, stay with what God has placed you in. Stay with the people God has placed you with. Walk with the people that God has caused you to walk with. Don't be dropping things or abandoning things right now that you need to stay with. And Paul was speaking really prophetically with them. Stay with the ship. Everybody, don't abandon ship right now. Stay with what God has placed before you. Walk it out and God is going to bring you into a season of favor and blessing. I love it too. Paul says to them, you need to, you need to eat now to survive. You haven't eaten for 14 days. And really he went on to, in that last uh, uh, verse there that I read, he really then shared communion. Everybody, for us, we need to be eating of God now. We need to be fellowshipping over Zoom. We need to be fellowshipping over FaceTime. We need to be on the phone. We need to be texting. Let's encourage one another. Let's be speaking God's purpose and plan for one another. But remember, don't abandon ship. Don't abandon your great call. Don't abandon all the great things God has got for you in the midst of the storm, like Paul. Let's stay with the boat, stay with the plan, and let's walk on to the great future that God has for us all together. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless everybody. I want to just pray for you. And firstly, I want to pray for those who don't yet know Jesus. If you just heard my message, I really want to encourage you. That feelings of misfit, I don't quite fit. Really, that's God's hand on your life. I had that. There was an awkwardness in my life. Even as uh, in high school and in primary school, I felt this awkwardness, not just because I was awkward, but because God's hand was on my life. Everybody, God loves you. He's for you. If you're there today and you say, I need God in my life. I need to receive his forgiveness. I need forgiveness. I don't know about you. I needed it. Maybe you're saying, I need to receive eternal life. If that's you, pray this prayer after me today and Jesus Christ is gonna come powerfully into your life. So just pray after me, and if you're a believer, can you join me in this prayer as well? And uh, let's really believe together for people to be saved right now, amen. So pray after me if that's you. Here we go. Dear Lord, I come to you now in the name of Jesus, and I ask you, God, please forgive me of all my sin. Jesus, wash me cleanse me set me free I put all my faith all my hope in your finished work on the cross thank you for dying for me Jesus help me now to live for you all the days of my life in Jesus mighty name amen amen if you prayed that prayer congratulations So thrilled for you. It's the start of a brand new life, a brand new journey, and also so exciting. Your eternal life is right with God, which is so, so powerful. If you could just press on the link just to say, yeah, I prayed that prayer. Uh, One of our team will be in touch with you just to encourage you and encourage you in the next step as a Christian. Everybody, can I just pray for everyone who's tuning in right now, both here in Australia and around the world. Let me just pray for you. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the life in your word. Father, help us right now, Lord, in the midst of this uh, season of challenge. Lord, help us to see, Father, what we don't currently see. Help us to see, Father, that you're at work, Lord. You don't send storms, but you use them. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, you're using this now to help us to prioritize. You help this, you're allowing it to train us and to, uh, Father, prepare us for greater influence. Just pray, Father, be with everybody, provide for everybody. And Lord, I pray that we wouldn't abandon all the important things that, Father, we are now, Lord, walking in, the people we have around our lives. But help us, Father, to stay with the ship, stay with the plan, stay with the captain. And as we do, Father, thank you, you're going to bring us into greater days. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. I hope you have a supernaturally blessed week. God bless.